Friday, June 11th, 2021. Coming up on the program today, leaving shit stains on the bed is not what your hired prostitute wants to see. Plus, Bleach Man helps clean your AIDS-infected drug needles. America is battling a nationwide stripper shortage and Nazi testicles. All coming up today. Distorted View Daily proudly presents Resetting Your Smart Light Bulb in 23,000 Easy Steps. Start with your bulb off for at least five seconds. Then turn on the bulb for eight seconds. Turn off for two seconds. Turn on for 8 seconds. Turn off for 2 seconds. Turn on for 8 seconds. Turn off for 2 seconds. Turn on for 8 seconds. Turn off for two seconds. Turn on for eight seconds. Turn off for two seconds. And then turn it on one last time. The bulb will flash on and off three times to show that the reset was successful. If it doesn't, your bulb may be running on an older version of firmware and will need to try the second factory reset process which is designed for C by GE bulbs with this package or for firmware version 2.7 or earlier. Ready? Okay, start with your bulb off for at least five seconds. Then turn on the bulb for eight seconds. Turn off for two seconds. Turn on for two seconds. Turn off for two seconds. Turn on for two seconds. Turn off for two seconds. Turn on for two seconds. Turn off for two seconds. Turn on for eight seconds. Turn off for two seconds. Turn on for eight seconds. Turn off for two seconds, and then turn it on one last time. The bulb will flash on and off three times if it has been successfully reset. For more smart tips about our smart products, go to cbyge.com. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. This hole here is the hole where you make a BN, and it's called your rectum. That's my man juice. Uh, Yes. Hot Dog and Jumbo will not be seen this morning so that we may bring you the following. Freaks, Tim back here with you one more time as we end the week with a Friday show. Got a great one for you today. We kick things off with some brand new sex stories from the life of Sagittarius. Shawty! Sagittarius, for those of you that don't know, is a utard. She posts incredibly personal details of her life, and she's a big fat whore. Self-described, I think. I- I don't believe I'm speaking out of school here. She's like, I don't know, 500 pounds or something, which is fine. More power to you. I'm not even slut shaming her. I am saying what she does is gross, though. Is that slut shaming? Well, I mean, like, she'll fuck drug addicts and let them blow their loads in her eye. And then she gets pink eye or something. And then she shows off pictures of that. And it's like she's proud of it. One of the dicks went into the meth head girl's vagina before it went into mine. See what I mean? The bitch just makes poor decisions. She takes raw dick after that raw dick has already penetrated a drug addict's messed out pussy hole. I think it's okay to be a little judgmental in this case. By the way, I recently recapped and remixed Sagittarius Shaudi talking about a date she went on uh, recently. And if you want to see that, along with photos of her with pink eye, I will link to that YouTube video in the show notes today over there at distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com. Uh, the stories I have for you today, Sagittarius's first train. 
along with uh, some more worst date stories. You'd think the pink eye story would be up there, but I don't think she mentions it in this video. There are so many awful, dangerous, and disgusting sexual encounters that Sagittarius Shorty has been a part of. The guy who fucked a meth head, then raw-dogged her and blew his load in her eye, giving her pink eye. That, that doesn't even crack the top five. As you can tell, I absolutely love Sagittarius. She is a bottomless well of content and venereal diseases. Let's start with the train story. Sagittarius has already been with two other guys that have nothing to do with this particular story. Like she was over some guy's house, got drunk, did whatever, then went to another guy's house, got blackout drunk, woke up without her pants on, then immediately found another guy on uh, like Tinder or Hinge or something and headed on over to his apartment. And that's where we pick up the story. He's like, okay, like um, I'll Uber you to Scarborough. So like he Ubers me to Scarborough. Like I get to the house, I knock on the door. And the guy that answers isn't the guy I've been talking to. I'm like, first red flag. Like, am I at the wrong house? This is 1634 date rape way, right? He's like, no, he's like, don't worry. Like, I'm his cousin or something. Or like, I'm his friend. Like, he's going to come soon, blah, blah, blah. Don't worry. Famous last words. You should be, you should, you should start worrying. He's like, just come upstairs. Like, I went upstairs and like, it was awkward. It was just like me sitting like on a chair. And then like, he was sitting over on the bed. He, like, looked at me. He was like, oh, he said we should start without him. I'm like, wait, what? Oh, you don't know? You're on the clock. This is why if you're a lady, don't let guys buy you Uber rides to their house. Because it's like, now you owe them something. I mean, ultimately, let's be honest, I don't think Sagittarius minds. Something along the lines of, like, yeah, like, we should start without him. Or, like, he said that you should hook up with me first and until he gets here. And then It's a pretty nice, generous cousin. You can fuck her first. I get nothing from my cousins like that. I get a shitty sweater every year for Christmas. My cousins. Okay. Like, I didn't mind, because, like, the guy that was sitting on the bed, like, the guy that came to the door was cuter than the guy who was going to come. Hmm. So then we hook up or whatever. Like, the guy comes, he walks in, and he takes off his pants, and then, um, basically, like, it's, I call it a pig roast, because it would do me, like, like, ass up face down and then like one like here hitting me from the back and then me like sucking one stick while he's like laying yeah, down you spit roasted that's why i call it a pig roast because like i'm basically being pig roasted but apparently it's called a battery and you're very pink and fat yes i mean it all makes sense i'm still the analogy works almost too well and um these are cousins right is that weird i don't think i could ever participate in a three-way with my cousin uh yeah like we finish up or whatever and then they kicked me out and they killed themselves a lot of shame involved they deny it or like they fi- yeah. no they finally admitted to it after that but that seems um, to be like, a common thing with Sagittarius all her dates end in disaster either the guys deny ever having sex with her like they don't want to admit it or and this is like super sad I, I almost feel bad for her like guys will pick her up at her house and then, like, two stop signs down the road. They're like, you got to get out. I'm sorry. I can't do this. I This is too much for me. When I expose them or whatever, one of them said that I looked like I was on crack. But, like, the thing is, I was, like, blackout drunk the whole fucking day. Like, I literally skipped from guy to guy to guy to different city to different city. <laughs> and, like, it was just, like, so much fun. She was on a sex bender. It makes you look a lot like a crackhead. That was actually a pretty successful date for Sagittarius Shorty. Switching gears, she's going to tell us some of her worst sex stories. So I'm working in Oshawa, and this guy comes into my room. Like, he's shaking. Like, I'm like, like, okay, like, what's like what's wrong with you? Like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I know he's on some sort of drug. Again, she's A-okay with it. Disregarding red flag after red flag. So, like, um... He comes in or whatever, and, like, he sits down on my bed. And, that like, he takes his pants off, and then he sits down again. And then, like, he goes to move, and, like, there's, like, a shit stain on my bed. And that was not there before. I love that. Because this is a Sagittarius shouty story, she's got to explicitly mention that the shit stain was not there before. I know some of you are going to ask. By the way, and this is why we don't fuck drug addicts who are tweaking the hell out and shaking uncontrollably because they also can't control their bowels. 
So I'm just looking at it and like, I'm like, like disgusted. Like, I'm like, how, like, what the fuck? Like, all right. You guys want to take bets here on <laughs> if she ends up fucking this guy. Now there is a game show idea. It's time to play Did Sagittarius Fuck That? The game show where every single answer is yes. It's the easiest game show in the history of television. I don't know. Maybe she did. Maybe she draws the line at poop. We played a lot of Sagittarius Shardy clips over the last year or two, and I don't think I've ever heard her mention crap, so I I don't think she's into this. I look at him, I'm like, what's that? He's like, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, bro, you just put a fucking shit stain on my fucking bed. And then like I'm like, I'm like, can I'm like, you need to leave. Like, and then oh. he left, and I'm like, I was so grossed out. Like, I had to fucking, like, take off my sheet, like, take off, like, all, everything, just, like, throw it on the ground. See, she does have standards. She did not have sex with the drug addict who shit her bed. Let's hear one more bad date story from Sag. This Asian guy comes to see me, and, like, uh, he walks in, like, he gives me the money, and then, like, he goes to give me a hug. But then, like, I thought he was going to give me a hug. He comes up to me, he puts his arms around me, and then all of a sudden he jumps on me and wraps his legs around me. This is a good time to talk about prostitution etiquette. I know as guys, we like to think, look, if I'm going to pay money to a whore, I can do whatever I want with her for the next hour. But there are certain expectations. And if you've got, like, special requests, I feel like you need to talk about it beforehand. Because the prostitute is just thinking, okay, I'll suck dick, he'll fuck me. Standard sex stuff. But if you're going to go off the menu, a la carte, you should really make sure the restaurant offers what you're looking for, if you know what I mean. Just give them a heads up, you know, because I don't think most prostitutes would mind if you're like, hey, I've got a weird mommy fetish. I want to be like, I want to be treated like a little boy. I want to hop on you, wrap my legs around you. And you carry me around. And, like, like he wouldn't get off me. He was just hanging on me. So then I did, like, this, like, okay, who's, like, I've used my weight as an advantage this time. And, like, I, like... Finally, her morbid obesity actually saved her in this situation. Basically, like, just, like, flopped down on the bed with him, like, on top of him. So, it's like, he would get, like, squished. Sagittarius was just doing that to get him off of her. Little did she know, this is exactly what he wanted. Rush me! And then he finally let go. And then, like, he sat on my lap. And then he made me carry him around. Like, you know, like, on your... Like, you would... Like, you would carry a baby. Like, he made me carry him like this, like, in my arms. And just, like, walk around with him. And I was like, what the fuck? And, like, he didn't speak English, okay? Like, he spoke, he spoke like, barely any English. So when I told him to fuck off, he wouldn't fuck off. He wouldn't fuck off because he didn't understand her. So... She just ended up going along with it. Ah, fuck it. 200 bucks is 200 bucks. By the way, I'm totally convinced he did know English. He was just acting like he didn't. And he kept, like, trying to get me to carry him and, like, doing weird shit. And, like, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and then I was, like, so weirded out that I had to go downstairs and go to the bar. And just, like, start drinking. Like, to be fair, it doesn't really take much to get Sagittarius Shawty down to the bar. There you go. Just a few short stories from Sagittarius's sordid past. Speaking of stories from Utahs, I was not going to talk about this, but I just happened to get on YouTube uh, while I was recording the show, and uh, Mead Skelton just posted a new video like four minutes ago. I'm not going to spend a lot of time. It's like a 17-minute video. Uh, there's just one short part I wanted to share with you today. The video is titled, Why I Love the South. It's a topic that Mead has talked about ad nauseum. We get it. You live in the South. You love the South. You love Southerners. You hate Yankees. You love slavery, etc., etc. Uh, actually, Mead does talk about the Civil War here. And I, you know, I was talking to someone on Facebook the other day, Facebook Messenger, and they brought up Mead. And I told them, I was like, you know, the thing about me, the thing that's great about Mead is even in his videos that are super boring, right? You, you look at Mead's, <laughs> you look at Mead's feed and there's like a video about uh, personality traits or, you know, something that you wouldn't think would be interesting at all. There's always like one or two little tidbits that blow your fucking mind. <laughs> there's like a couple quotes in there. And this one is no different. Now, I to be 
perfectly clear. I did. I haven't watched this whole video. I stopped at like the three minute mark because I wanted to share this with you. Here he is talking about the Civil War uh, in the video, Why I Love the South. I see this war, that disruptive war uh, of Northern aggression (laughs) was really a war between the Federalist versus the Anti-Federalist. Had nothing to do with slavery. All these liberals go on and on about slavery. Well, first of all, one thing is the South didn't want to expand slavery. They just want to be able to bring their slave with them over into Kansas once in a while. And he thinks that's, like, perfectly normal. It's not that we wanted to expand slavery. We just wanted to be able to take our slaves across the state borders or whatever. You know, it wasn't a question of expansion of slavery. It was just, uh, you know, bringing the slaves over there. Uh, you know, if, if they want to bring their property with them, that was a question. <laughs> and um, Yeah, the Civil War wasn't about slavery. But the South just wanted to be able to take their black Negro property to Kansas. That's what it was about. It wasn't about expanding slavery. It was just about accommodating s- slavery. <laughs> property. Oh, mean skeleton. Never change. I'm not going to fight for my country. I just want to smoke my weed, man. I know, you little racist pothead. Moving on, uh, you know I love those old public service announcements. You know, anti-drug and safe sex ads, stuff like that. I have one here for you. This is an, was I won't even call it an anti-drug PSA. They're really just giving you helpful hints and tips. Like this is an 80s life hack for hardcore drug users. It's like, they're pretty much saying, uh, you're a filthy heroin user. That's cool. Kind of makes you interesting. And we know you're not going to use new needles all the time. So here's how to get around that. PSA features a superhero of sorts called Bleach Man. And now, the San Francisco AIDS Foundation presents The Adventures of Bleach Man. Far away on the planet Maclo, Bleach Man learns of AIDS. Wow, I must help them. To give you an idea of what Bleach Man looks like, uh, he looks like Superman from the neck down. Red cape, blue outfit red and yellow symbol on his chest, but then his head is um, a, a jug of bleach, pretty much. I like that his planet gets a lot of uh, Earth news. He's reading he's reading a newspaper from Earth. I didn't know the New York Times uh, is delivered on Planet Macro. He has no cure, but he has lots of bleach. Bleach can save your life. Is this where President Trump got that whole thing about uh, using bleach to get rid of the coronavirus? Has he been using bleach to clean out his heroin needles? Shooting drugs is not healthy. But if you use the drug, you gotta use the jug. Hey, catchy. Bleach. Cleaning needles is easy. It won't hurt the rig, and it kills the AIDS virus. Here's how. Flush the needle two times with bleach like this. I would not trust heroin users to do this properly. I, I feel like they wouldn't then like flush out all of the bleach and they'd be injecting themselves with a, a heroin bleach mixture. Now flush it two times with water. Don't shoot or drink the bleach. Hear that, Trump? Where the hell was Bleach Man when we needed him a few months ago? AIDS is mean, so get those needles clean. For more- <laughs> well, that's kind of an understatement. AIDS is a big meanie. HIV is a big doo-doo head. AIDS is mean, so get those needles clean. For more information, call the AIDS Foundation hotline at 800-4-AIDS. Wait a second. What the hell is this AIDS Foundation? To me, it sounds like they're going to give you AIDS. Call 1-800-4-AIDS. Is this like an infomercial product? Because I do not want to buy I always talk about how great the 90s is. I need to take a look at the 80s again. Fucking bizarre as shit. Speaking of drug users, I happen to have a video here of a man who's huffing air duster, although he does it in an interesting way. Interesting to me. I mean, this might be a common way for people to huff air duster. I don't do that uh, anymore. Uh, I've always seen people huffing air duster by just putting the, the can in their mouth. And pulling the trigger and inhaling, right? This guy has a plastic grocery bag and uh, he wraps it tight around the can and basically fills up 
the bag with the air duster air. <laughs> and then he, he sucks on the bag. Filling up the bag. How much do you, how much do you go? How much do you go? Don't take a big one. Yeah, so then he he rips the bag and inhale. He puts his mouth over it and sucks it in. Obviously, he holds as much as he can inside. And he begins to feel the effects. (laughs) Holy shit. Joker. Seriously, don't What? Oh my god! I, the most insatiable that's ever been. Make sure you clean that bag out with bleach before you use it again. Is that not how that works? Uh, I, I assure you, this man is American. He should be speaking English. He's just really fucked up right now. Lily, oh. don't, don't ever talk to me again. Okay. Never, never, never. <laughs> Are you all right? No. <laughs> all right. Yes. There. It's awesome. Better. It's just the most insane shit that's ever happened. No. I'm sorry. I might be drunk. Yeah, okay, whatever. He has a good high laugh, but my favorite inhalant freak will always be Allison from Intervention. She's the OG. You can't mess with the best. This, pro- this program contains subject matter and language that may be disturbing to some viewers. Viewer discretion is advised. I've been waiting for you. I am addicted to inhalants. <laughs> What is thy bidding? Any more of aerosol cans. Don't fail me again. My biggest trigger is being alone. Join us or die. It's like I've accepted death already. Join me and together we can rule the galaxy. I feel like I could conquer the world. You have failed me for the last time. I wish I had a father. Sunday making that mashup for us. Thank you very much, Gory. A classic. Hey, do you remember a few months ago there was that CNN correspondent or analyst or whatever who was on a Zoom call, got off, poor choice of words, no pun intended there. Uh, he, he thought he got off the Zoom call, but he was still actually on. And, he, you know, so he thought he was off and he, you know, he patting himself on the back. I did a great job today. I'm going to celebrate by whacking off. Eh, it's time to uh, unwind with a little porn and a little putt in my hand. And unfortunately, everyone on the Zoom call saw Jeffrey Tubin's cock as he began to manipulate his little monster. CNN quickly suspended him and launched an investigation to see what the hell's up with this guy. And guess what? He's back now. He's back as a CNN analyst, and um, look, I got to give CNN credit at least. I learned about this guy coming back to CNN from CNN. Like, they wrote their own story about this. Usually it's like Fox News that writes stuff about CNN anchors, you know, in a real bitchy way. But no, CNN wrote a a little piece on CNN.com. And in addition, they had Jeffrey Tubin live on CNN on the television 
and they were very upfront. Let's take a listen to the clip. And more. Hi, Jeffrey. Hello, Allison. It's been a while. It has been a while, indeed. I feel like we should address um, what's happened in the months since we've seen you, since some of our viewers may not know what has happened. So let's get it all out. I mean, I should not say that in front of Jeffrey Tubin because he will take it all out. Uh, I guess I'll recap. I'll do the honors. (laughs) Help yourself. Okay. Um, In October... You were on a Zoom call with your colleagues from the New Yorker magazine. Everyone took a break for several minutes, during which time you were caught masturbating on camera. Wow, we're just we're not mincing words here. Uh, You were subsequently fired from that job after 27 years of working there. And you since then have been on leave from CNN. Do I have all that right? Um, You got it all right. Sad to say. Okay, so let's start there. Okay. Um, to what were you watching? What video were you pulling your pud to? Quote Jay Leno, what the hell were you thinking? Well, I, I mean, what, the, what kind of question is that? You know, I didn't think I was on camera. I was horny. So I fucking masturbated like every other fucking dude in America at some point. We watch porn. We whack off, you know. Obviously, uh, I wasn't thinking very well or very much, and um, it was something that was inexplicable to me. I think one point, I I wouldn't exactly say in my defense, because nothing is really in my defense. Of course. What the fuck? What do you mean in your defense? Yes, you forgot to hit the mute button or the, the, the turn the camera off or whatever. I didn't think I was on the call. Right. I didn't think other people could see me. You so, thought that you had turned off your camera? Correct. I thought that I had turned off the Zoom call. I will say this. If they were just taking a break, like, like all right, we're going to step away from the camera for just a minute and get a snack. And then we'll, 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 we'll come back here in five minutes. Like So the meeting technically was still going on, right? It's not like everyone left Zoom, closed out, you know, and then... That is kind of strange to take like a five minute break, leave Zoom up and running and then take a quick masturbation break. Now, that's not a defense. This was deeply moronic and indefensible. But I mean, that that is part of that. That is part of the story. Um, And, you know, I have spent the seven subsequent months, miserable months in my life, I can certainly confess i'm trying to be a better person i mean in therapy what you know what like this is insane you guys should have just apologized i thought the camera was off i shouldn't have masturbated in the middle of a meeting my dick got the best of me it happens you know you know but now he has to go the whole therapy route oh for the past seven months i've been in intense therapy Trying to do some public service. Uh, oh, my God. No. Working in a food bank, which I certainly am going to continue to do. Working on a new book. Oh, this guy really wants to get back in front of the camera. I mean, he's he's doing he's doing and saying everything about the Oklahoma City bombing. But I am trying to become the kind of person that people can trust again. What does that have to do with? Tr- oh, my, I can't even with this. It's enough. Like he's a fucking child molester or something. I'm sure you've replayed. Or he, or he sexually harassed women in the workplace. It's just like that embarrassing moment over and over. Yeah, it's just an embarrassing moment. He got he got caught many times. Um, have you ever thought about what it must have been like to be on the receiving end of that Zoom call? Um, well, I, I haven't just thought about it. Because these fucking bitches on the other end have never seen a dick before. It wasn't just women, you know. It was like a it was a Zoom meeting with a bunch of people. They weren't in the same room together. It was online. I guarantee you, none of these women were traumatized. And if they are, they got to get out more. It's If anything, it's a funny thing. This guy should be embarrassed. The women should be laughing at him. They weren't in any danger. And it was obvious that this guy didn't know he was on camera. I've spoken to several of my former colleagues at The New Yorker about it. And, you know, they uh, were shocked and appalled. Um, I think they realized that this was not intended for them. I think they realized that this was (laughs) um, something that I would immediately regret. We've played so many clips of people thinking they got out of zoom or thinking they muted their camera and come to find out they didn't like that girl it may have been like a college class or something or a work thing where a girl basically took her laptop with her to the toilet taking a piss and shit how is that any different really 
Did she have to go on a huge apology tour? Did she have to quit her job? Go into therapy? Work at a fucking soup kitchen? Pay her debt to society? Come on. It was unintentional. Give this guy a break. I don't know who he is. I've never seen him before in my life. First I ever heard of him was because of this story. So, you know, no publicity is bad publicity, I guess. Maybe. Still. A little embarrassing. All right. Well, congratulations, Jeffrey Tubin. You got your job back, even though you had to go on television and talk about your masturbation session on cam for five minutes. Uh, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre, twisted, fucked up news right now. If you like Distorted View Daily, consider signing up for the Sideshow. That is DV's member site where you gain full access to the entire archive of programs. Well over 3,000 shows. I'm thinking it's close to 4,000. I haven't really counted how many episodes of DV we've done. I should have, when I began the show, I should have started, you know, keeping a, a count. Now there's too many and I can't figure it out. I know it's just basic counting involved but who has the time plus i don't know what we count anymore because over the years we've done mini shows and extended shows exclusive sideshow programs oh that's another reason to sign up so in addition to uh, all of the archives we'll say four thousand shows at this point close to four thousand uh every week we do new exclusive programs just for sideshow members Yesterday was a Sideshow exclusive podcast. Tuesday, we did a Sideshow exclusive show. You know, usually about two times a week we do these things. So it's a great time to sign up. Memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month, even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. This program is how I make my living, and I try not to load it up with a bunch of uh, ads. We have, like, one sponsor that we've, we've stuck with for years and years, Adam and Eve. I... Don't mention them nearly enough because, again, I don't want to load up the show with a bunch of advertising. I know every day I mention the side show. That takes about a minute or two uh, out of the episode, but that's about it, right? So if you like Distorted View Daily, uh, thank a side show member today. Even better yet, uh, sign up right now. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. Superfreaksideshow.com. Other ways to support the program, we've got a Patreon account. Patreon.com slash Distorted View. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. I want to say hello and thank you to some new patrons. We've got uh, James, Christopher. Oh, Christopher. The same Christopher that uh, recorded this song. You know you're a freak when you can sit and eat a whole plate of chicken nuggets without vomiting. Or laugh till you cry when little babies die and think all old people should be euthanized. But how does it feel to be in love with Timmy Blue? Yeah, how does it feel to have a distorted view? It feels fucking fantastic, man. Like only your prolapse has uh, thank you, Chris, for continuing to support the show in various ways, including now uh, you're a patron. Uh, Shane, thank you very much. Shane, the bearded cat lady, thank you. Sam, thank you. And another Sean. Did I already say Sean? There was a, a Sean with, S, you know, S-H-A-W-N, and then there's also S-E-A-N. So thank you very much to all of the new patrons in the last, I don't know, month or so that have signed up. Um, you mean the world to me, as do you, Sideshow Freaks. All right, three very quick stories now. First up, an Austrian soldier has been jailed for 19 months after getting a scrotum tattoo. Apparently, they have very strict laws about defacing your dick and nuts. Dick and nuts! That's what I said, Alexis. Well, it's not so much that he got a testicular tattoo. It's what he got a tattoo of. They're still, like, super sensitive about World War II and Nazis over there. That's why the government had such a problem with the swastika being tattooed on his testicle. The 29-year-old drank two bottles of whiskey before his brother tattooed the band symbol on his scrotum uh, in the city of Klagenfurt. He posted a picture of the tattoo online, so he must have been really proud of it, and showed it off to army colleagues on another occasion while drunk on the final evening of a military exercise. The soldier, who has not been identified because of Austrian privacy laws, was further accused of posting Nazi photos at a Cold War bunker museum, plus drinking Hitler-branded wine and posting Nazi propaganda online. 
so he's like he's pretty much a Nazi. His right nut emblazoned with a swastika is kind of like the least of his problems. That's easily hidden. If he would stop posting it online, that is. Anyway, I'm curious about this Hitler wine. Gotta be a white wine, right? I've never tried anti-Semitic wine. I have tried a soda called Nazi soda. I swear I'm not a a Hitler sympathizer or anything. But many years ago, you know, I'm obsessed with uh, soda in general. And uh, back in, oh, this had to have been 2010 or 2011. I uh, was thinking about Crystal Pepsi. Crystal Pepsi, uh, failed soda that Pepsi released in the 90s. The greatest decade ever. Crystal Pepsi, of course, was a clear cola. And when you think of, like, clear drinks, you think of, like, Sprite. It's not a lemon-lime drink. No, it tasted kind of like like Pepsi, but it was clear. Ooh. It was a huge flop in the 90s, but it kind of got, like, this second life online. People were demanding Pepsi bring it back. Eventually, they did. I think in, what, 2017, 2018? For a while, every summer, they would bring Crystal Pepsi back as a limited-time item. And I was super excited about it. Still am. I can't wait for them to bring it back again. Back in 2010, though, this was before Pepsi re-released it, and I found a soda that uh, claimed to be clear and claimed to taste very similar to what Crystal Pepsi tasted like in the 90s. It was called Nazi soda, and it's kind of a play on words. Nazi, not, see, because it's clear. Get it? Oh, I found a, uh, a news story about Nazi cola. At first, Kate Boyle thought the bottle of clear not-see-cola soda on a Utah Utah grocery store shelf looked like something fun for an upcoming gathering. I looked at it, and I thought, wait a second, this is Nazi-cola. Along with the name, the black eagle on the label resembles the former German coat of arms. Yeah, they you know they made it look like it was kind of like a Nazi thing, even though it was spelled N-O-T-S-E-E. And, you know, then the outrage started and uh, basically the soda has been banned. It's not just a mistake or me being sensitive. It's definitely racist. A fucking play on words. There's no real Nazi imagery. It's not like there's swastikas and stuff. There's an eagle drinking a bottle of pop. That's what the image is. And it's kind of like in the style of what, like, you know, Nazi symbols would look like but it's it's not even close to anything nazi it's just a fun thing it's just a fun thing it's just a fun thing and we can't have anything fun anymore (laughs) by the way the same company that made nazi soda (laughs) also made a drink called orthodox juice (laughs) j-o-o-c-e orthodox juice a grape juice with an image of a man in Orthodox Jewish attire. They also make Leninade, a lemonade-based soda that is, that looks all communist and shit like that. Very funny. My kind of brand. What's the name of that company? Real Soda, I think it's called. Real Soda of Utah. I'm going to message them and see if I can get my hand on some more Nazi soda. All right. Uh, that really has nothing to do with this news story. This has to do with uh, Nazi imagery on scrotums. Swastika scrotum. Doesn't sound like that would taste as good as Nazi cola. All right. uh, He was sentenced to 19 months in prison for the glorification of Nazism and illegal firearm possession. The defendant expressed remorse during the trial, claiming he was both sorry and embarrassed for his past actions. He told the court that he just got in with bad company. For us, anything that wasn't allowed was something we gravitated towards. But we all underestimated enormously how much a mistake this was. It was only when the investigation of his tattooed testicle started that he realized what nonsense the Nazi glorification was. He added, other than that, I can't give any reasonable explanation for why I did it. Guys are just stupid. You know, stuff just sounds like a good idea at the time. He was drunk or whatever, and then uh, he just ran with it, and he didn't think much of it afterwards really ponder what the fuck he was doing. And like I said, guys are stupid. All right. uh, He also claimed he had stopped associating with the far right eight years ago and stopped drinking heavily because of a previous stint behind bars for assault. He also said the tattoo was no longer visible. His lawyer, Franz Zimmerman, said he will appeal the sentence. Austria's National uh, Socialism Prohibition Act of 1947 mandates prison sentences for those who try to revive or glory organizations resembling the Nazi party. 
second story we have for you today. We've talked a lot about uh, work shortages here in the U.S., especially fast food restaurants. It's very hard to uh, find employees right now. A lot of places are closing early. The uh, The nearest KFC to me has just completely shut down. They they can't afford workers, I guess. Like anyone that would want to work, you know, wants like $15 an hour or something. Uh, and it's a shitty location. So they're, they're just closed. You, you can't go to KFC right now. And this has been going on for months. Well, now work shortages have affected the strip club industry. Yeah, it's getting real. Now you guys are perking up. Aw, uh, Tim can't get his chicken strips. Poor fat boy. And well, now you can't get your titty dances. Businesses have been facing difficulties filling positions in the hospitality industry since COVID-19 restrictions have loosened, and strip clubs are no exception. At least one gentleman's club in New Orleans, that's how you say that, right, uh, is offering signing bonuses to new and returning entertainers to combat what they call a national exotic dancer shortage. My God, I didn't realize it was that bad. And, you know, strip clubs, at least if you're a, a, a decent dancer in good shape, you look good and you get some good shifts, you can make hundreds of dollars a night. This isn't just flipping burgers at McDonald's. This is a real problem. Quote, we look forward to reverting back to a seven day per week operation, just as we were prior to COVID, said Ann Kessler, general manager of Larry Flint's Hustler Club in New Orleans. In order to do so, we need to ensure that we have an ample number of entertainers to sustain our guests, which is why we're implementing a signing incentive to both local and out-of-state entertainers. I wonder if they'll pay moving costs. If you're out of state, will they help you find a place and you know set you up? I mean, come on. Larry Flint's Hustler Club on Bourbon Street is offering a $1,000 incentive to any new or returning entertainer. Quote, believe it or not, New Orleans has everything besides exotic dancers at this time. Uh, Kessler adds, I urge entertainers to contact me for their signing bonus as the city quickly gears up towards full capacity. Ladies, if you're looking to change careers, now might be a good time. I bet you you could even squeeze the Hustler Club for a little more cash. You could get like 1500 maybe two grand. You negotiate. Sounds like they're... Uh, they're like their clientele. Hard up. I'm sorry. Look, it's the end of the week. I'm barely trying anymore. Final story we have for you today. It's a tale of romance gone wrong. Hours after a woman believed her husband had poisoned her chicken wings. Starting off promising. She set him on fire while he slept. This is why I'm hot. This is why I'm hot. This is why. This is why. This is why I'm hot. We know why you're hot. Your wife set you on fire. Not a huge mystery. And I just, I just said it, basically. All right. Uh, yes. So she set him on fire while he slept because she was under the impression she, w- she was being poisoned. <laughs> she, she ate some bad chicken wings. The man suffered extensive second to third degree burns and told officers that his wife's weird behavior was the result of discussions that he planned to end their marriage. To Honesty Mary Smith, nice name, 29, was charged with arson of a building, recklessly endangering safety and mayhem and domestic abuse. Her husband, Henry Williams, detailed the events that took place before his wife's alleged attack. Williams, who has been in a relationship with Smith for eight years, said he'd been walking on eggshells with his wife for several months. When Williams returned from work to their Milwaukee home on June 2nd, Smith wouldn't speak with him. She was continuously walking in circles, which Williams said was out of character. A little nutty. Later that night, the two got into an argument. At least she's speaking to him now. When Williams said he planned to move out of their home without her. Williams had been discussing getting a divorce from uh, from Smith for a couple of weeks, and the husband said his wife's weird behavior increased after he informed her of his decision. William took their three-month-old to her crib before midnight, and he went to bed between 1 and 1.30 a.m. A few hours later, he awakened to the back of his head on fire. <laughs> Yeah, that's not how you want to wake up. That's not a, a pleasant way to uh, 
awake from slumber. All right. So, yes, he uh, he woke up. His head was on fire and he immediately went to the bedroom of their other child, who thankfully was sleeping at William's parents house. And he tried to put out the fire with his bare hands. He then realized that the bedroom, including a mattress, was on fire. Did she set separate fires or was this just because he was running around, patting his head, setting everything that he touched on fire? The fire was so fierce, uh, so he ran back into the bedroom and grabbed his daughter from her crib. Hopefully at that point, he was no longer, you know, engulfed in flames because it seems like everything he touches, he's igniting and he just went and grabbed his baby. Uh, from the crib. All right. So he grabbed his daughter from the crib and ran out the front door and ran to his parents' house behind his. William said he did not realize how badly he was burned until he arrived at his parents' home and they called 911. He suffered burns to his neck and upper chest, ears, back of his head, and neck. They mentioned neck twice. It must have been really burned. Uh, also, both of his hands as well as blistering to the right side of his face. Smith was the only person at the home with Williams and the baby. She corroborated most of William's account of the incident and admitted to police she set his head on fire. Smith stated this morning that she started eating chicken wings and she thought Henry poisoned them. So she did the rational thing, started walking in circles, waited for him to fall asleep, and then set him ablaze. Yes, uh, Smith stated she waited until Henry was asleep and she poured some lighter fluid ah, from the closet in a cup and went there when he was sleeping. Smith stated that she poured the fluid on Henry's head and ignited the liquid with a lighter. During a court hearing Wednesday, a judge ordered Smith to undergo a competency exam. She will remain in custody in the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Department. Yeah, the baby actually wasn't burned. I mean, that's a good thing. Yay, the baby escaped unscathed. What a win. Babies. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Friday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. All right. I love to hear from you guys. And there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. That's my email address. My alternate email, of course, is gravydump at distortedview.com. But that's for business inquiries only. How many times I have to say that? My professional email account, gravydump. Um, yes, at Distorted View on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Distorted View Show. Hey, we have a Discord where all the freaks are hanging out, uh, and it's free. There's a link on the main navigation bar over there at DistortedView.com. Use that as your invite in. Interact with other listeners of the podcast, or as I like to refer to them as uh, like-minded idiots. Yeah, find some like-minded idiots in the Discord. Again, there's a link on the main navigation bar over there at distortedview.com. All right, let's check in with a few freaks here. I think I've got a patron call coming in. Hey, Tam. Love the show. Um, I'm calling in with a question. Whatever happened to uh, Jason from That Jason Show? All right, thank you. Bye. Yes, one of um, my enemies. He wasn't really an enemy. He was a nuisance, and he didn't know how to properly go about asking for my help. He knew if I talked about him on the show, then he would get listeners. He, you know, he was this guy. He started a podcast, and he would he, he would go back and forth. He would be like, "Hey, I'm a big fan of the show. Would you mention my podcast?" And then I would, and then he would say horrible things about me. And, you know, he'd try to start a feud, but I don't participate in that tomfuckery. Look, I got my own agenda. I got cum farts to play, granny porn. My plate is full. I don't give a shit what other podcasts are doing. Then he would get angry because I wasn't talking about him. And then he would email me and he'd be like, oh, you know, it's just a bit. It's just, you know, just having fun. And then you know, then he'd call into the voicemail line and be nice. And, you know, it was lame. It was like fucking local radio bullshit. Ah, hey, we're going to start a feud with the other AM station. The War of the Morning DJs. Like, come, what? What? decade are you fucking living in jason i would love the raper rooster i know that's that's a quote that there's jason right there ironically he became like a uh, animal uh what are those people called and like a dog catcher like a city dog catcher or something and then he got all really weirded out he's like you can't talk i don't want any of my stuff on your show take out take off my picture from your show notes i'm afraid i'm gonna lose my job he really quickly became a whiny bitch 
But whatever. I wish him well. You know, he's got a, you know, supposedly he has, I, I guess he's still doing that type of stuff. And uh, he's got a good job. So I wish him well. Hopefully he makes a better dog catcher or animal warden than he does a podcaster. Let's move on here to some older voicemails. Hey, Tim, it's Meowness. Hey, Meowness. Uh, so, I, I can't believe I've been listening to you now for, I don't know, since 2005. Wow. And <laughs> somehow it's never occurred to me to talk to you about the fact that I can do what I can do. You just played audio of a guy that was uh, pissing and it was creating a sound out of his foreskin or something. And other freaks that are uh, also uncut. Can you do this? There's something that I can do pretty reliably <laughs> where I can. I, I got to tell you, I'm enthralled at this moment. <laughs> I, I cannot wait to hear what this guy can do with his foreskin. I hold of my finger over my foreskin just right. Uh-huh. And I like I fill it up with air and like squeeze it. I can actually make it sound like a fart. Is that, is that normal? I never even thought about talking to you about that before. Is- How could this guy mention this and then not do it on the voicemail? You know, love you, Tim. All right, listen, I know you sent this, this message a couple months ago. I hope you're still listening. I mean, you've been listening for a long time, right? Um, You got to record it for me. You got you, you to gotta show me. Well, I want to hear what you're talking about. Give me that foreskin fart, baby. I need it. Also, if you um, are uncut, and I know I've got a lot of uh, uncut listeners just based on the voicemails over the year. That's, this is what I know from uh, about my listeners. When advertisers come to Distorted View and they're like, um, what are your demographics? I'm like, I don't know. Uh, how many female to males do you have? Like a ratio, like the percentage. I don't know. Where, where are your listeners from? I don't know. I know I got a lot of guys with foreskins listening to the podcast. All right. Um, uh, yes, if you have a foreskin, yeah, foreskin, can you make your foreskin fart? Jimmy Poo, what it do? It's Rob from Texas here. Um, currently, it is March 11th. I'm listening to the February 5th show. I'm basically just a month behind now. Um, and you're playing my voicemail from a long time ago. Don't get distracted, okay, like you did last time. Um, but anyways, I mentioned the word iPod and you got really distracted. So I was telling you about how I was 13 when I started listening to your show, had to load it on my iPod every day, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'd listen to your show like three, four, five times, like or in a row, like every day that you released it. Um, and I would, I would literally like put my headphones in and put your show on, and you, Timmy Boo, would put me to sleep every night. I'd listen to your voice and go to sleep. Uh, and it was really nice, too, because it drowned out my dad and stepmom yelling at each other. Uh, I'm your safe space. I helped you through your troubled home life. Talks about her not wanting to have anal sex, which, what? unfortunately, I heard a couple of times. Um, hey, Yikes. Timmy Boo. Uh, yeah, so I love you, and uh, thank you for being, I guess, kind of more of a constant in my life. Um, Old faithful over here, Tim Henson. I've been listening to you you for more than half my life now. So, yeah, I appreciate it. Look at me raising all these babies into fine, upstanding citizens. I mean, some of them are probably serial killers, but law of averages or whatever. Um, I'm beginning to wonder that you have been influenced by a video that you played a few months back. Uh, I'd love you to be able to pull it up. It's that, <clears throat> I don't know if you remember, it was that lady, that old lady that was uh, at the cash register, and she just kept saying, yeah, baby, oh, yeah, baby. Like, <laughs> and ever since you played hmm. that clip, uh, you've been saying that all the time. You're really? Like, that's, what I'm, that, that's what I'm saying, baby. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Am I still doing that? I hope that died off. No, my- Sometime in March. Well. That was short-lived. I don't remember that clip. I'm sorry. Otherwise, I would pull it up. Hey, Tim. This is uh, Rape Van Winkle. I usually call <laughs> in to just... That name always makes me laugh. Bitch about uh, Unicorn Hamster and how stupid he sounds. Yeah. I'm not doing this now. Nice. I'm way behind. I'm like in, I guess, like May 2020. Oh, shows, yikes. And I'm okay. listening to the show... 
uh, where you're talking about how you're replenishing your personas and mixers, oh. and it seems like the power supply always blows up. Yeah, um, I was having that problem. I went through a, pr- a three, <laughs> well, no, two, two personas mixers, and then I gave up. I had an idea, so I actually. But I had the personas mixer fixed, so I kind of three of them. Yeah, I went to music school, and I had a lot of friends that were in like the music production and engineering class uh, or program. And one of the things that I recall them saying for their own like little home studios and stuff is that um, they needed to have a power supply, uh, like a a power strip, but it was a special power strip that took out any of the variability in voltage that comes Uh, through in normal household electronic wires. What do they call like AVR or something? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, Automatic usually, voltage. Uh, recording studios are wired a special way to block out any interference. And they also have uh, units in there that supply steady voltage rather than the, I guess, the variable voltage that may be coming through yeah. in your normal, like, 110 socket here okay. in America. Right. So you might lead up on that. Uh, I'm sure you probably have your mixer now that you wanted. Yeah, and you know what? Um, so this new one is working out great. I, I did. I I got a Rodecaster Pro. I don't know if, if you guys are podcasters, you might know what that is. By Rode, and uh, it works pretty well. Except I noticed that. Oh God! I, I mean, you guys probably don't care about this. This is very like inside whatever. But um, when I have my fuck, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it just it, it works for the most part. But there's like there's weird issues with certain inputs, like my mic inputs. Like in the first mic input, I can't hear myself in my headphones, and and I need to hear myself, right? I'm so used to it. Um, and then the like the second input, I don't think the phantom power is working. And then the, the, the I, right now I'm I'm using the third mic input because the phantom power is working, and I can hear myself in the headphones. It's really weird. I'm just I'm wondering if there's there's like weird electrical issues frying some of the inputs. You know what I mean? But I don't know if that would if, if that would manifest itself like that. You'd think, like, if there was an electrical problem, you know, it would just fry the whole board. Nothing would work. What happened with the Persona? So this one is just sort of, like, acting weird in different ways, different inputs. Look, I can't keep buying new fucking mixing boards every year. They're like $600. I'm on a very fixed income. (laughs) Like an old person, right? Uh, So we'll see what Right now, everything's working. Everything sounds good. Hopefully. Hopefully you guys think it sounds good. Uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. Why don't you guys email me? Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. AIDS is mean, so get those needles clean. Read the distortion, STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. Guys, thank you so much for a great week of programs. I could not do it without you. I'll be back on Monday to uh, start a new week of programs. Until then, bye, everybody. Let me think of some money. Cause a little something like this. When you can sit and eat a whole plate of chicken nuggets without vomiting Or laugh till you cry when little babies die And think all old people should be euthanized But how does it feel to be in love with Sidney Blue? Yeah, how does it feel to have a distorted view? It feels fucking fantastic, man Prolapse as cum can Or a big bowl of ticket nuts Or a goddamn tree up your butt It tastes just like fresh pork Like making clues smaller Or shaking babies So the brains are a bunch of mush Yeah, look, my balls bounce Instead of being scarred, you laugh at crazy epic people too. You know you really shouldn't, but yeah, do do do. How does it feel to be in love with Timmy Blue? Yeah, how does it feel?
Fucking fantastic man Like only you prolapse ass can drown Or a big bowl of ticket nuts Or a goddamn tree up your butt It tastes like fresh fuck Like making clothes smaller Or shaking babies through their brains are a bunch of mush Bye! Have a great Friday, you motherfucker! This has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.